0: Hi, this is Andrew Middleton, and this is the Learning, Teaching and Assessment in Higher Education podcast from Sheffield Hallam University in the UK. Long time no speak. What I have done this week is uh, met up with Claire Craig, who is a senior lecturer in our Faculty of Health and Wellbeing. She teaches occupational therapy, and she has plenty of great ideas. And one of the things I wanted to talk to her about in particular was her e role play technique. Claire, can you tell me about the e role play, please?
1: Of course, I can. So, e role play, it's essentially um, role play as you would do when you're imagining that you're somebody else, but d- that's done online. So, my students are occupational therapy students and they come to university um, and they're part of something called um, inquiry based learning. So, the very first inquiry based learning s- um, stimulus is that they're given um, a referral. And in the referral, you have the name of the the patient, a diagnosis, and various bits of medical information. The students then go off and research what all those words mean um, and make sense of them. And they're then told that the person in the referral, so the patient or the client, will be online, conveniently on Blackboard on their discussion group. Um, Also, they can contact the multidisciplinary team that is the doctor, the social worker, the nurses, um, to find out more information then the about the And the academic team, presumably. That's right. And then the third strand is the um, is a strand where the students interact and communicate with each other. We use that because it's a way that we can actually look at their clinical reasoning, so we can start to understand why and how they're making decisions. Uh, we had a lot of discussion about who was going to um, facilitate the role play, and originally We'd had an idea that we would actually use service users, um, because again it's more convenient often for people with um, some form of disability to work from home, instead of coming all the way into the universities. That would, would have been a bonus, but ultimately we decided that the e play would be taken on just by the team, which is m- just myself. Um, and two colleagues, so it's not a big team. And um, again, the rationale for that was that we felt that we would have more control over the process. We could set more dilemmas. We could maybe respond in character um, in terms of where people are using an appropriate language or maybe just not quite kind of interacting in a way that would be helpful in reality. So we decided that we would, for the first experience, that we would facilitate that although interesting, the students um, still say to me, but it is a real person, isn't it, (laughs) Claire? And we have this really interesting discussion. What do they mean? Because they 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 still believe that it is a real person, on the other end of the blackboard oh, side. No, I was
0: going to ask you about believability because with role play, if you don't get that working, then you've got a slight problem. Completely.
1: We have no problem with that whatsoever. So much so that the students going over the weekend to check out to check out that the person's OK and they really enter into the spirit of it, in, in terms of the most minute details. Um, so, for example, this time we had some students who... Um, one of uh, the, the patient, the client, expressed an interest in a particular group. The students actually physically went out to find out as much as they could about it and, and brought those leaflets back. I mean, I do think it's really interesting that, that it gets to that level. And I've got to say, from a tutor's point of view, it is very easy to slip into this role-play mode... I mean, part of its advantage is that in, real, in the kind of real role-play, the face-to-face role-play, if you're feeling quite inhibited and you're not somebody who is very confident in how you, kind of, you express yourself, it can be a really unpleasant experience. What this does is it gives the student a taster where they can kind of hide behind a little bit through the technology and it's effectively it's a bit like going into a chat room and pretending that you're a different person but it's it's a really interesting way so the students can actually rehearse and learn to be somebody slightly differently that isn't as they would necessarily be in everyday life but they're testing out ways of interacting and being and this kind of whole thing about the professional persona and what that might be so it's about them finding their identity Um, i'm interested
0: that it's the first thing, more or less, that the students do when they come to university. Yeah. Um, there are a couple of things there. Um, introduction to Blackboard, information skills, and their own socialisation. That's right. Uh, sounds like a big ask, really.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, isn't it? Because in actual fact, um, because we do it from the beginning, it's not a big ask at all. It feels something that's very, very natural. We we originally came up with the idea, uh, myself and my colleagues we had um, what is commonly known as a Starbucks moment, which is where we have all our best ideas. And we, we were aware that a lot of students who come to university, although they're very literate, IT literate, they struggle with Blackboard because it's a new learning experience in a new environment. And as a result of that, by the end of the module, not all students were engaging with, with Blackboard. And we were very concerned about that. And we wanted to find a way to get the students to interact and to feel part of that at a very early point so they wouldn't be disadvantaged. This seemed an ideal opportunity because in actual fact the students are working as a group. So within a group you might have a couple of people who are quite confident and they themselves actually start to teach the other students how to use the Blackboard and how to navigate around the Blackboard environment. From that we then see the students going on Blackboard individually um and putting on kind of questions and requests outside of the, the physical sessions. So in actual fact it's a kind of quite a supportive way of learning. And it's it's a way that, that gives value to using Blackboard. So Blackboard is not a repository, it's an interactive real life learning tool that the students are interacting with as a means of kind of finding and gaining information that has an end result. Inside.
0: Okay, so in Blackboard, just to be clear, you're obviously using the discussion facility so group, in that. What, what, what other facilities within Blackboard come into the e role So
1: we use the. So we, sorry. So we use the group pages, and then we use under that we use the kind of discussion facility. So the students are, are using this. I mean, they use the file exchange as they're finding new information that they're wanting to draw in. You know, they they post kind of interesting artifacts. Advice. They make links to other websites, you know, to kind of make connections with things. And um, obviously, I have my lecture in kind of podcast form on there, so people can actually re-listen to the, what I've said and they can um, pull those in. So it's a really useful. It's a, a useful tool to use. And it, and again, it's just that whole environment. It's the whole. It's a whole package. I think. Um, I like it because it is. It's about collaboration, and it's about collaboration between. Group members, they have to work as a team for this to work. You know, you, you can't have people asking really inappropriate things at strange times. There has to be some form of consensus. There's an end product, and the end product is that they have to um, perform a real role play. Um,
0: so, moving out of Blackboard now and into a, rea- a physical situation. A
1: physical situation, and how we, we operate that. So, we have 55 students um, in six inquiry based learning groups. Each group elect two people to represent their group and those people, it's 12 students, sit in the centre of the room in a, in a circle. Outside of that circle are the rest of the students who are kind of a goldfish bowl. And at the allotted time, the consultant, who is role-played by me, kind of comes into the room and I ask the students to introduce themselves in turn, um, but actually in role. And then it happens very quickly from there. And then the consultant interrogates and, and facilitates this process of finding out what have the students learnt about the person, what are the person's priorities. You know, how d- does that kind of relate to you know the, the discharge planning, the home environment? So it's a very quick process that requires the students really to think on their feet to draw together all the information. It's a great form of formative assessment. Um, at any point, if the students are, are unsure about an answer. They can stop the role-play and they can ask their colleagues like who wants to be a millionaire, they can ask the team. And then the role-play kind of re- resumes. Um, it, it's incredibly, incredibly effective and it takes about an hour and a half, incredibly. And, and, and students' concentration is maintained at that level for that length of time. The other students are engaged from exter- in the goldfish bowl because there's always the unpredictability that the consultant might ask a question that goes to the wider group or the wider team. So it's a really, really interesting process, and it really pulls together all of that kind of culmination of knowledge that they've had over, the, over these first kind of four, five weeks.
0: Right. I, that, it sounds absolutely excellent. I mean, the, the one question I don't w- know whether I even dare. Ask it really, but mm. because it's such a mm. an engaging experience, mm. what happens beyond this module? I mean, uh, what, what's happening in the subject in general? Okay. Is, it, is it affecting other things?
1: So, so, the students do kind of small modules, so they, our modules are quite short um, and they study one or two modules at the same time. The ideal and what I would love to happen is for this model to kind of have be a thread that runs through other modules mm-hmm. um, and I think there's I the role play the role yeah. play I think there's a particular potential in terms of there's a module around group work I think it would just be fantastic but I could really see the value of having lots of students you know and having a, a virtual group which I think would be brilliant with all of the kind of complexes that, that bring. I think that have set things up really well. That doesn't happen at the moment because of, there are other kind of very creative learning opportunities that are provided um, within other modules. So yeah. although the students really only have this one bite of the cherry in this particular module, obviously the other modules have their own kind of very creative use of, um, of you know, teaching and learning. Um, but I would love to see it extended because it seems so strange that I play the multidisciplinary team in actual fact we are a multidisciplinary team and and what's nice is that I have a shared office with um, colleagues in social work in nursing and in radiography and again another colleague in OT and when it's the time for e role play we all gather around my computer and we all offer different tips so it's a really, it's a lovely piece of work to do um, and again, Do you think there's
0: any possibility of that extending into some... I'd really
1: like it to because I think mm. it would be I, I could, you could make this into something that's for relatively little input it doesn't take a lot to have a, a flat um, referral you know this is yeah. not a big job to do you know it's not a big job in terms of you know we don't have to do any, particularly much extra work outside of the actual taught session as you would facilitating a session face to face that doesn't add a lot of um, extra work except if the students go outside of that in which case you can set parameters but I just think it would be such a fantastic way of creating a, a learning community, an e-learning community that is all about working interdisciplinarily and kind of multidisciplinary in a in a fantastic way. Dealing with conflict, coping with different philosophies of working, learning about what we all do, but through this great medium that's relatively safe, you know, that's not threatening or difficult. I've recently done a piece of work out in the Netherlands again as a form of role play, and that has also been very interesting with a group of people who are very who have not used this before and. And I feel encouraged because, you know, that is about going across continents. And as I say, if I could take over the world, I would have not just Hallam, but I would have an, an e play network that could possibly go beyond this university, but maybe to other partners. And, you know, to have online e play discussion, I mean, wouldn't that be fantastic? Not just in OT and, and health, but in other possible subject areas. So, so that's how I would take over the world.
0: Right, thanks very much to Claire Craig from our Faculty of Health and Wellbeing. Hope you found that interesting, and if you have similar ideas that you'd like to share with me, then please do email the podcast at lta-podcast at shu. shu That is dot ac dot uk. Cheers.